Podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. Uh, it's me, Claire, again, on my own. Um, I get to do all the fun stuff on the podcast. Sorry, co-hosts. Um, but, you know, we want you to remain unspoilt. Uh, but joining me today is another absolutely awesome guest. I'm really, really excited to speak to her. It's Sarit Klein, the makeup maestro extraordinaire, as I will call you, for the Marvel <laughs> Netflix shows. Well, and we thank g- you so much, Claire. We give everyone a clap. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, one of the, the things I, I love doing on our podcast is um, chatting to, to people such as yourself that work behind the scenes on these shows as much as mm-hmm. actors. We've had actors on before as well. I spoke to um, Lauren Kim, one of the, uh, the the stunt doubles yesterday as well. Um, I just think it's it's great to, to talk to you guys about what happens behind the scenes because you guys are the ones that make the shows what they are and um, make them so enjoyable for fans like myself. Um, you know, you do all the all the hard work and then you know make the actors look good. <laughs> so that's true. But that, but we actually also have fun. So that's oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's good to hear. It's always good when you enjoy your work. Yeah, especially with the Defenders, where we have every, every, we had everybody together. Yeah. So, you know, the superheroes and their stunts and the villains and their stunts. So it was a huge <laughs> cast and stunts and you know, all my babies from the other superhero shows come together. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have like a, a bigger team in your department to work on Defenders? Because there was obviously it was such a bigger show or, or was it just oh, yeah. you know what you're doing by now? So. Oh, that's good at least. Well, oh, we definitely, our core were five people in the team and the makeup team, and that does not include the prosthetics. Mm-hmm. So the prosthetics, we had Josh and his two guys and people in the lab building things. So it was it was a huge team. And the, on the other superhero shows, we were about three core, mm-hmm. and then in this big show, we were five to start with. Wow. that's At least, at least you had the bigger team then. Otherwise, I imagine it would be a bit overwhelming. Um, yeah, we also, we also work... You know, we have about three weeks downtime in between each show. Wow. So I've been working straight since Daredevil season one that started in 2014. Yeah. And we are now in the middle of 2017. So three years straight, we did five shows. So I try to keep the same team starting from Luke Cage, knowing that the Defenders is going to be, you know, everyone together. We all know each other. Let's, you know, let's have some fun, even though it's going to be long hours and crazy action sequences and lots of night shoots as well i guess lots of night shoots and we also have tandem units sometimes we have a stunt unit shooting sometimes at night while the main unit is shooting during the day Mm -hmm. so you know i'll delegate a lot there's a lot of prep that goes into everything especially these tandem units that sometimes happen last minute because of weather or adding scenes reshooting things I actually um, heard something about one of, in terms of reshooting scenes, I heard mm-hmm. quite an interesting story to do with Iron Fist, and you might know where I'm going with this, in that obviously mm-hmm. the, at the start of the series, you've got Finn Jones with this big bushy beard as kind of homeless Danny, and mm-hmm. um, and then obviously his beard got trimmed down and neater and neater, but they actually had to go back and film some scenes for episode one or refilm some scenes. Can you tell us a bit yeah, about that? I, me- I mentioned that probably in the past. Yeah, the first two episodes, Danny Rand has the homeless bushy beard, like you said. And then after we groomed it a few episodes in, they had to add and reshoot a couple things from the beginning. So this was a challenge for me and my team because we've never encountered this before, mm-hmm. putting a whole new beard on top of an existing beard because we obviously 
you know, we had no time to have him grow his beard. Yeah. <laughs> so we had, a, I think we had a couple weeks to prep. I had to order a new beard that was not custom made, fit it to the actor, texturize it, cut it, shape it, then find out how to glue it and have it stay put for a 12 hour day in the heat. So with a lot of little tips and tricks, we kind of managed to mask it and hopefully you don't see the difference. (laughs) I I did not notice at all. So, you know, you can tell you've done a good job when when you can't (laughs) notice it. Um, You know, it's it's one of the things I I think I've said to to other people in the past um, when I spoke to Stephanie Maslansky, obviously about costumes and when I've spoken to some of the stunt people. If I, I think if the work doesn't leap out at you, like you guys have done a good job because it's not like it just seems like part of it, part of that world. And it doesn't seem like it's been something that's manufactured. It seems like it's real. Does that make sense? Well, it makes sense. And I'm happy you said that because that is actually the goal of the design of the makeup for all these shows, especially for the Defenders. Mm-hmm. Because to me, makeup just enhances the story, especially if it's an evolving story of a superhero or a specific character. And I never want, you know, someone or specifically a diehard fan to say, oh, why is this superhero wearing this kind of lipstick or, Mm -hmm. you know, something that stands out. So it's a no makeup look. It's invisible makeup that just enhances the story, enhances the characteristics. For instance, um, you know, Jessica Jones' raw look, the rough look, Mm -hmm. she doesn't care what she looks like. So obviously all these characters do have some makeup, but it's the right colors. It's also blended in and some of them less is more, Yeah. especially for the, for the men. If I don't need to put makeup on them, especially we know with HD dominated screens, mm-hmm. I won't put makeup on it. I guess, yeah, I so. guess because it, it is HD as well, Every everything is shown up. So you don't want it to be very obvious that someone is wearing makeup because that's just going to take you completely out of it, isn't it? Like as a, an audience yeah. member. On Iron Fist, for instance, that's when we first started paying attention to the colors because of the HDR TVs that came out a couple of years ago. So we actually had to tone down lip colors. Oh wow! Okay. They were gonna, sh- yeah, they were showing up really bright on, you know, on the monitors because that's the only feedback I have were monitors, and that's yeah. before the color correction. So knowing that, I started looking at toning down the colors on Iron Fist. And especially because of the specific color palettes per show. Mm-hmm. Iron Fist was a more green palette. Luke Cage was the more yellow. Um, Jessica Jones was the purple, blue, cooler tones. And Daredevil was the red. So for each show, I had to figure out what makeup will but won't stand out. Mm-hmm. And will match you know, the tone of the show and the color palette that was chosen. Would that be something where, in terms of a, the color palette for a show, you would, if you wanted something to, to really pop, you would look at using complementary colors? Uh, just just because I do illustration, so I'm kind of interested mm-hmm. in combinations of colors. Definitely. I mean, no, knowledge of the color wheel is basics for every mm-hmm. for every makeup artist, regardless of whether you're you know the designer of a show or not. But once the tone of the show was decided and approved, then we did. I talked to the cinematographer and the costume designer, and we figured out the color palette. We did a few hair and makeup tests to figure out what colors would I would use that would be complementary, like you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Was there something um, in, for instance, Jessica Jones, you've got the um, the character of Kilgrave, like the purple man. So you've got very lots of purple lighting in the show. It's almost like a constant presence. And Lauren Weeks included that in mm-hmm. the production design and Stephanie included it in the costume design. Is that something you tried to bring to makeup, for instance, with like the character of Kilgrave or people that are under his influence at all? With Kilgrave, he uh, he's pale, so mm-hmm. we tried to keep that as natural as possible. So I actually did not use a lot of makeup on him. It was more with the facial hair, having him, you know, a little bit more unkept in the later episodes and when he was, you know, bruised and deteriorating through the later episodes. So we played more on that aspect. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And one of the things I've com- I've commented on when we've watched the, the episodes before with my, my co-hosts is um, that I mainly picked up, I think, in the Daredevil, in Daredevil season two, I think, and the end of Daredevil season one, is the the consistency in with the wounds and the scars in these shows? I think is phenomenal, because oh, thank it, you. Oh, hard on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, I mean, it's it's fantastic because you can see, you know, like a a shirtless scene with Charlie Cox and in, in Defenders, say, and you can go, yeah, and that was from that fight, and that was from that fight, and I remember when that happened, and that happened. It, it's amazing, and you you must have such organization in order to keep that in your mind as to how long things would have taken to heal and when they happen, yep, that kind of thing. Especially with Daredevil, because we know that he's going to be shirtless if, if you've seen the Defenders, especially you see the last episode. Mm-hmm. So th- there's no spoiler there. It's, it's out already. That's, starting, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> starting in Daredevil season one, knowing that he's going to be beaten up a lot. And sometimes we actually won't see it unless he is shirtless. Mm-hmm. So, we have this wound map, which is a diagram that is um, illustrated of a front and a back of a body mm-hmm. that used to come with me to every prep for a future episode. Wow. It started at the beginning of the show because yeah. I did not get all the episodes, you know, at first. I kind of got them on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> so while I was shooting a current episode, I was prepping for the next episode. And we always have hair and makeup meetings for everything to get approved. So I brought the wound map with me and we would discuss what we're going to be seeing in the next episode, for instance, Daredevil. Mm -hmm. So we would, knowing what fight's going to take place, we would uh, draw a cut that was decided at the placement of the cut, the size of the cut, the healing power of the superhero would be discussed, how many days passed, in between him wow. getting the cut and we, when we see him shirtless. It's many, many little details that, you know, we don't want any surprises. We want everything to be approved and be as realistic as possible. So a lot of thought and prep goes into little things like even like this. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know? I, I guess as well when you're filming out of sequence, you, you know, you exactly. could be filming that. I mean, I, I, with continuity again it's one of those things if you see in film or television and you don't notice it i think that mm-hmm. there's been a fantastic job but that i that must be such a headache to do um and i'm always really impressed when it's done well like in these shows it is a headache but i think like you said organization is key mm-hmm. we were shooting luke cage while daredevil season two was being filmed i did not work on that so the wound map went to the makeup people on daredevil season two and then knowing that Daredevil's going to be in the Defenders, I got the wound map back. And then 
I translated how these all happened to, you know, to the Defenders days. <laughs> so I bet if, if there's um, like a shirtless scene for, say, the last scene for Charlie Cox in Defenders, mm-hmm. um, and he knows he's going to have a shirtless scene, he must be like, oh, it's going to be a long day in the makeup room. <laughs> Well, you know, we've done two shows with him, so we're all friends by yeah. now. And, you know, we tag team. Doing that scene, we're at, we were actually three people, and he was in the chair under one hour wow. to, you know, to get that done as fast as possible. And I, I know music on. We have fun. <laughs> oh, I bet it is. It seems like um, everyone gets along, and it's good that, obviously, having done a few shows with him as well, the, you guys know everyone knows what's needed from each other. So it's, um, mm-hmm. you're not going to be in with any surprises. Um, exactly. And I know that, um, for instance, Charlie Cox has quite a few tattoos. I'm not sure about any of the other show leads in terms of covering tattoos. Is that something that can be done relatively quickly? Is that something you do before you, you do that? And then you have like a blank canvas to do all the other work. Well, it depends on the size and the colors of the tattoo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because if it's something small that, you know, we think is not going to be shown, we'll leave it. And then, you know, once in a while, if they decide to put someone in different pants and you'll see an ankle tattoo, we can cover that on set really mm-hmm. fast. But sometimes you have bigger tattoos that definitely need, you know, some more attention in the trailer. So we try to tag team as much as possible so that the actors can, you know get out when they can and just do their work. So, for instance, if someone's in hair, I or my team will cover the tattoo while that that actor is sitting in hair. Mm -hmm. But big, big tattoos that have many different colors are, you know, more time sensitive or more time extensive than than just one color tattoo because of the color wheel that we discussed before. Yeah. You can't just conceal the color. You have to actually put the an orange to conceal a black, orange or red will conceal the black, and then you can put the color of the skin concealer on top of it i guess it's like with um when you get some i mean i i i know very little about makeup i'm a bit of a tomboy so i wear you know basic <laughs> mascara pretty much but uh, in terms of some skin concealers you get the ones that are more like a greenish color because that helps conceal i think the tone down redness in the skin yes definitely yellows and greens actually green depending on the skin tone can make someone look too ashy or too pale mm-hmm. but it depends on the skin tone yellow also works Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, So in terms of tattoos as well, I have to ask about some of the tattoos in the shows. Mm, Is that something, I mean, uh, thinking of characters with tattoos, we had the Russians in the first season of Daredevil. Um, Mm -hmm. There was the Bride of Nine Spiders had a tattoo. I can't think of anyone else. Obviously, there's Danny's um, one on his chest. Is is that something that you work to, to design? Is that kind of under makeup or would that be with Josh's team? as a prosthetic well it depends what tattoos because Mm -hmm. these shows are so huge and there's so much going on behind the scenes to prep we also were prepping next shows while we were shooting current shows so depending on the tattoo josh tory um was in charge of designing it and sometimes applying it depending on the day so we divided it this way that he will be in charge of the danny rand tattoo and the major russians Mm -hmm. and my team and I, when we had time, we did all the other tattoos. So it's a huge collaboration. Josh and I have worked together for so many years. Yeah, I, I, um, I read something, I think, that said that you brought him as into part of your team on these shows because yeah. you had worked together for so long. 
Um, is the prosthetic side of things something that you um, have like less interest in than makeup, for instance, or is it just something you you feel um, more comfortable having having Josh do? I think specifically on these shows, well, in general, I love the process of designing characters, Mm -hmm. whether it's prosthetic or non-prosthetic. And Josh and I make such a good team. And there's, like I was saying, there is just a lot going on with these shows. (laughs) So I felt more comfortable giving it to someone who can pay full attention to that. For instance, there were about, I don't even remember, 15 to 20 tests on the Danny Rand tattoo. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on into everything. Marvel, Netflix, you know, showrunner proves everything before it goes on camera. So I'd rather Josh deal with that. And he can also build things in his lab while I need to design character, get it approved, be on set, apply things while it's a night shoot and then leave, get up in the morning and handle emails for the next episode. So I do want to sleep at at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we figured that that's how it worked best. And then Daredevil, we saw that it worked seamlessly. So we just continued it this way. Tilt the defenders. Oh, excellent. Um, one of the questions, actually, a, a colleague of mine had was, we were, we were chatting about this, and she was saying that she would imagine it is harder to work with continuity for the men because of, like, beard growth, like stubble length and that kind of thing, when you're working... Um, out of of order and filming out of order obviously if you have like a full-grown beard it's slightly different but for Mm -hmm. instance like the character of Matt Murdock often has stubble um like you were saying with Kilgrave is that something that's quite difficult as well keeping track of I wouldn't say specifically that it's difficult but it definitely uh, poses some challenges and makes you step up to the plate with continuity and organization mm-hmm. you have to be very clear you we, we take pictures at every start of an episode every new day of a character just because sometimes there'll be a tandem where that actor plays and i will get the stunt guy so stunt guys have to match the facial hair and sometimes we actually have to either lay the hair hand lay the hair or put a beard on or sometimes we have to just to stipple some color mm-hmm. so you have to be very good at knowing what we're shooting the day we're shooting and what the facial hair looks like so you just have to be really organized okay and if if you were doing say a scene with um with um charlie cox as as daredevil and chris brewster as his stunt double would generally the makeup be applied together with them would they have hair and makeup done at the same time to but particularly if there's wounds and things like that in order for it to match as closely as possible um more for wounds facial hair we're trying to keep you know uh daredevil matt murdoch as consistent as possible besides on the defenders when you know some you know some time has passed throughout the episodes mm-hmm. so we just have the pictures with us and we can apply chris brewster's facial hair okay we use unless we need to establish establishing a stunt has to always happen after you establish the character mm-hmm. but then for continuity wise we try to do um we can do the stunt actually before or after once that's established okay well that makes sense um so what would you say in terms of all of these shows um, apart from, I'm guessing, the Defenders with having such a, a big team of, of characters, uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge that you've had in all of the shows? I think the biggest challenge is figuring out when I can sleep. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
each show um, is about five and a half months of shooting. Mm -hmm. And as a makeup head, I had about one week downtime in between each show. And it's mainly the challenge would be multitasking between designing the next show while shooting this show. Mm -hmm. When we were doing Jessica Jones, we started towards the end about a month and a half to two before Luke Cage, we started prepping and designing the flashback beards and wigs for the flashback episode on Luke Cage. Yeah. So that's a lot because you are talking about a future. I'm actually multitasking more than just a show. I'm multitasking prepping the next episode of the current show. So there's a lot of, you know, different things that I'm in charge of and I have a lot of notes in my phone of what needs to get done by a certain deadline and who needs to approve what, when we need to get an actor in the chair for fitting the beard. So that would be one of the biggest challenges, I guess. And also the challenge is just when you have, you know, each each day is not like the other. Mm -hmm. I come thinking it's going to be a certain day, but then suddenly the weather's going to change. And in two days, it's going to be raining when we have an, an outdoor night scene or night 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 shoot. So we move that to tomorrow when we suddenly have to have some facial hair, so we have to prep it. So you have to be prepared for anything and everything on these shows, which is a challenge sometimes, especially when you're working three years straight. But I love what I do. So mm -hmm. to me, it's just, you know, I feel like I can do anything now. <laughs> <laughs> throwing, throwing you in at the deep end, as they say. Yes. Um, so did you get to to have a break after Defenders? Did you get to sort of relax or nope. go, go straight into Jessica Jones too? Exactly. <laughs> now we're doing the season twos of the shows. Some are shooting at the same time. So, yeah, I chose to do Jessica Jones season two. <laughs> okay. Will you, will you get to have a break after that, do you think? I think so. I think I'll take that break. I got married on Daredevil season one. I was going to say, I, congratulations. Two years after. Wow. <laughs> Where did you go on your on your honeymoon? I uh, went to St. Lucia. Oh, beautiful. My my mm -hmm. uh, housemate has been there a lot. Uh, she's it actually really said she wanted to move there. Yeah, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, I was going to say congratulations. I know it was a while ago that you got married, but congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, I was going to say, make sure you have a holiday coming up. I know. Well, we do have Christmas. Christmas, we always have two week breaks. So that's something to look forward to once a year. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> um, so is there a particular makeup challenge that you would love in your career, whether it's a particular, um, I don't know, project to work on like a, a Lord of the Rings or you know, a, a big period drama, anything like that? Is there anything you think, oh, wonder, I'd love to, to have done that? That's funny that you mentioned those two because I would definitely love to do a really big budget movie now that I've done all these Marvel Netflix shows. I wouldn't mind doing a big Marvel movie. Mm. I mean, I've done The Defenders. I can do another Avengers or something. Yeah. But I just like, I feel like these shows are so fast-paced that – I wouldn't mind doing a maybe slower paced big budget movie. I know these movies can take months to shoot and months to prep and I'm prepared and I'm interested in doing that. And all, I mean, I love period shows. Downton Abbey is one of my favorite shows. And <laughs> I feel like, and also Game of Thrones. So I wouldn't mind doing any of those calibers. Definitely. And in another country as well. You know, yeah. I used to be a flight attendant. I traveled all over. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. You should, if you have a chance, you should definitely come over and do the the Game of Thrones location tour. 
in Ireland. Oh, I've heard goodness. it's amazing. <laughs> really? Oh, I would love to okay. do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll you could... my next break. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so one of the things I wanted to ask as well is, do you find around this time of year every year, obviously working on makeup, you have all your friends going, oh, can you just do my Halloween costume for me, please? Or do you not find oh, that at goodness, all? Definitely. <laughs> I, I definitely get that a lot, but... My friends already know that I'm constantly working, so there's no way I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> They're already used to it. So a couple of tips I can give, you know, where to buy products, but that's all I can do right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the questions, uh, again, one of my colleagues had was they wanted to know, is there anyone in the shows? Uh, we're getting authentic New York sound here. I like it. Uh, in the background. Sorry, I know. No, I, I, I live next to a hospital, don't worry, so I'm, I'm used to the sirens. Um, is there anyone in the, the shows that um, cannot sit still in the makeup chair that you can say? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I feel like in general, guys are less particular and they don't want makeup. I think just because we're all friends now, we, you know, we tell stories, we make it fun of the trailer. You know, Finn Jones loves his music, so he always mm -hmm. brings his little portable speaker and we just have dance parties. <laughs> so there wasn't, there isn't one that stands into mine, you know, that leaps into my mind. But just in general, I feel like guys are more, you know, do I really need anything or in and out. But these characters, they know what it takes to be a Marvel character. Yeah. And we have to be specific with the facial hair and with the wounds and, I'm not going to put anything that the actor doesn't need. You know, they know us already. Okay. And I um, also read something interesting that the one of your favorite characters, I believe, to to work on with makeup is Madame Gao with her aged mm -hmm. up makeup, which I had Definitely. no idea was makeup. So that blew my really? mind. Oh, no, I, I was really impressed with that. And um, uh, I imagine it's like a, a stippling effect. To, to sort of add, you know, some, some age to the skin, but can you sort of say, uh, like, what other process there is to, to apply that effect? Yes. Uh, so when we first discussed about Madame Gao's character in, the, in Daredevil season one, we uh, leaned toward a non-prosthetic um, look. It could have done prosthetic, but... Through a stretch and stipple, old age stipple was the product of choice, Matthew Mungle, and it's a two people process. It takes about an hour ish, you know, with time we kind of get it less, but we had a few hours of tests to figure out how old we wanted to look because there's no real age mm -hmm. for Madame Gao. She, we know she's a few hundred years old probably. So um, I just did a few different tests to get her age approved, and the process consists of her going to hair, getting prepped, and then coming to us. And then it's me and an assistant who stretches her skin. And I will stipple the old age latex on, dry with a hairdryer, powder it, and then it will add multiple layers to mm -hmm. achieve the specific age. And every skin that you see is actually aged, wow. whether it's the neck, her hands, or arms. And it depends on the wardrobe she's wearing that day. Yeah. But after all of that, latex is dry then we start hand painting the old age spots and different marks and that's also for continuity we can't just you know just change her <laughs> from show to show yeah. she obviously goes from show to show so there's a lot of continuity in pictures there as well and it's i mean it's one of my favorite just because it was fun to design it and fun to work with Wai Ching Ho who plays Madame Gao yeah and just fun to collaborate 
about her with her with her actually with hair and makeup and wardrobe about her character. She's so fantastic she one of my as well, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she's fantastic. I really hope she is in more of the shows. You know, we don't see her die at the end, so you know she can come back. I know, so there's hope. Yes, exactly. yes, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, one of the questions I actually had, because I'm a, a big, um, uh, really big Daredevil fan in particular. Um, mm. I've been reading the comics since I was I was really young. Um, and one of the, the sort of questions I had when the, the show was in development, um, was season one of Daredevil, was sort of wondering how there was going to be the Matt Murdock look. Was that something mm. that had been discussed at the at the start? Like, is that something that you would discuss with with Marvel and with Wardrobe about whether to have these sort of iconic Matt Murdock red hair, whether to have scarring around his eyes, which sometimes get in adaptations like they did in the movie, I think, or not to have any, you know, any contact lenses or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I said before that it's such a big approvals process that sometimes starts a couple months in advance before we start thinking about the show and probably before all the scripts are written. Um, I will give my creative input, my two cents, and then I have a big discussion with the actor, what makes the actor comfortable, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, Charlie Cox. And then we brought our opinions to the hair makeup meetings and email chains that went around with Marvel, Netflix, and the showrunner. And once that specific look was approved, you can move forward. I can't talk about the hair because that wasn't my Mm -hmm. um, decision or division, but with makeup, we decided not to go with contacts because we didn't want anything. He was in, he has so much, you know, without glasses, Mm -hmm. without sunglasses. I mean, so just for his comfortability, we chose and he chose to not have contact lenses and it worked out. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it probably would definitely save on um, a lot of time with filming as well, because um, I know with some things where you, you have contact lenses, it does, you have to have a lot more practice in terms of where things are because your visibility, you know, your visual field is limited as an actor. Um, Definitely. It also has some action scenes. Yeah. So we didn't want to figure that one out. Yeah, exactly. Um, So with the, I I don't think I asked you this, the the brand, the the Danny brand, how long does that take to apply? Or the Danny tattoo, I should say. Oh, the Danny tattoo. Mm -hmm. Um, That takes... About, well, it depends. There are many scenes where you actually only see the tattoo peeking out from mm-hmm. his unbuttoned shirt. So we still will apply the whole tattoo. We won't just, you know, just do the tip. But that takes approximately 15 to 20 minutes to apply. And then when oh, he's wow. shirtless, obviously he has more scars and sometimes he has wounds. So we try to tag team again as much as we can while he's in hair. I can do the makeup and then we can put the tattoo on or someone will work on his um, covering his existing tattoos, things like that. So okay. we try to make it work, especially when we have 14-hour days. We don't want him to be in the chair for an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also, if you, you said he likes his, his music, so, you know, he wants mm-hmm. to have enough time to do some dancing as well. Dance <laughs> <laughs> in the trailers all together. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you about other upcoming projects you have, but it sounds like, obviously, you're, you're very busy at the moment with Jessica Jones Season 2. Yes, I'm taking a little quick break, and then I'm going to go back to... I have an upcoming project that I can't talk about yet. No, that's fine. Hopefully, I will be able to talk about in a few weeks. It's not part of Marvel, but then I will go back to another Marvel show, I'm sure. Okay, excellent. And we'll um, obviously keep an eye on on your Twitter just to see what happens with that, and we can let people know once that comes up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I wanted to obviously ask you about is, do you want to uh, to mention where people can follow you and like follow your work? Because I know you've posted some really cool behind the scenes photos of the the makeup work on the um, on Defenders, um, which is is definitely worth having a look at. Yes, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Sarkle Makeup, S A R K L Makeup. Excellent. I try to post about once a day little things. Now that all the shows are out, you know, I can share a little bit more. Before that, I was silent for a few years. <laughs> I think that's the same with, with Lauren Weeks. He's um, posting all bits and pieces now because the show has finished. It makes right. my my, uh, my life a bit hard because, um, as I haven't mentioned to you yet, my co-hosts, uh, my three co-hosts have only seen up to episode three of Defenders. We're actually talking about episode four today. It's it's fine. They won't listen to this until they've seen the whole show. Okay, um, and I will put a spoiler warning. But um, yeah, so if I see stuff that comes up on our, you know, our, I'm following like Lauren on Twitter or something and I'm like, oh, it's a spoiler. I won't. I'll make sure I don't retweet it because I have to kind of be careful <laughs> they don't get spoiled. Um, but it means they have all these awesome episodes and interviews to listen to when they finish. I know. I was. I wish it was more than eight episodes. I watched it all and in. in six hours I just wanted more yeah. and I knew what was happening and yet I was still at the edge of my seat I just wanted to know what's going on I think between like eight and ten episodes is a really good length of shows to do and it um mm-hmm. I, I I think particularly now people seem to be um a bit weary of the 22 episode or 24 episode format that you get with a lot of network shows um and with streaming shows you tend to get between eight and and ten maybe 13 slightly more and it seems to be a nice a nice length to leave you wanting more um i i agree also because you have 22 episodes that's about eight to nine months of shooting yeah that's the same crew working for nine months straight yeah so i feel just in general for everyone involved for the audience the fans the crew probably the cast Ten episodes is a good number, right? Yeah, I think ten. And I, mm-hmm. I think some series can be too short, like Sherlock, which is three. It's a bit yeah, short. <laughs> I know, but it's too short. I, I'm British. We usually have like short TV shows over here, you know. And but I think every, everyone seems to be doing about going to a format of between six and ten, which I think is a good length. If it leaves you wanting more, it definitely works. You know, then it does its job. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so and much. Particularly when you're so busy. To contact me. I would, I would definitely love to have you on again. And um, you know, obviously not, not after Jessica Jones has finished because you need to have a holiday. And I hope you manage to have a nice long break. Maybe I'll do the Game of Thrones tour. Yeah, come over do the Game of Thrones tour. Go and see Doubt the Real Doubt and Abby as well. Um, cause I know you can go and see that as well, which would be really cool. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I think my mum's going to go and do that, um, in the next few months cause she loves that show. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And I, I really hope everything goes well with, um, Jessica Jones, uh, season two and congratulations on the success of the other shows and y- you guys work so hard and thank you for making these awesome shows for us fans to enjoy. Well, thank you for appreciating it. No, oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day as well. Thank you. And I'll I'll let you know once the episode's released. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. 
That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!